and uh, it turned out right. But God sent me here, and and he's so amazing how he got me here in Las Vegas. Uh, my my one of my aunts was not feeling well, and I was talking to her, and she was telling me that you know I just don't think I have much longer. I, you know I'm not feeling well, and and so I said, okay, Auntie, well, well, you know I'm gonna come out there. And I was really wasn't meaning it. I, I was talking about later down the line. But a friend of mine had some tickets <laughs> to a tournament, to a golf tournament. And I'm thinking, well, if you got these tickets for me, I'm just, I'm just going to come out there next month, but I'm going to come this month. I'm going to come right now, you know. And, <clears throat> and so I came out and I told, and I'm really not a person that I enjoy playing golf. We all know that. But I'm not a person that likes to go to a tournament because they're hitting balls and I, we're just watching them. You're walking around. It's it's not as enjoyable. I'd rather watch it on television if I'm gonna watch it. You know, it's almost like football. You know, uh, you make it relate better. I, I I really enjoy watching football on television. You get the replays. You're not out there freezing because our bears. You out there with cut blankets on. It's just not comfortable. You know. But I came and. Uh, when I went to visit my aunt, I thought I was just coming to take her to lunch and to, you know, just to check on her, see how she's doing. But what happened <clears throat> was I ended up taking her to the hospital because <laughs> she really wasn't doing well. Amen. And and but in that in that moment, in that time, God had me do so many things from the start. Like when I went to see her, I brought her some flowers, you know. And it was just the Lord just placed in my heart, bring her some flowers. And when I brought them, oh, she was just ecstatic. You know, she was she loved flowers. I didn't know that. That's why we, it's, it's good to, to hear the word, to hear the Lord's voice and do it. Make sure when he tells you to do something, you do it. So I brought those flowers. And then, you know, the, the thing, long story short version, was she wasn't going to go to the hospital because the, the senior home that she lives in, the, if you call the ambulance, they take you to this certain hospital and she just wasn't going to go. <laughs> so when I was there, <clears throat> she wanted to go to a hospital called Mountain View. And I see why, because it was excellent service. So I ended up taking her to the hospital and they kept her, thank God. And they asked her, how long have you been with this shortness of breath? How long have you? And she said, for quite some time. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me, she wasn't going to go. She was just going to lay there because she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to go to that hospital that that ambulance was going to take her to. But I had a chance to minister to her. She's a Jehovah witness. Okay. And usually they're not trying to hear what you're saying to them. But the Lord, in his miraculous way, I spoke some words to me that was so incredible to her. Amen. And got her to the hospital. And I mean, we just had a, we prayed. I told her, I said, Auntie, you know, I use your hope with us. And I, I, I just follow Christ. I'm a believer. But before I do anything, we got in the car and said, I got to pray. She said, okay, well, pray. And she joined me in that prayer. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was the Lord. Amen. He really did send me in the, I mean, he just does things so miraculous. We think we're doing one thing. But it's a pleasure. That's why I say it's an honor to serve God. So now she's in the hospital. 
She's receiving the treatment. They did keep her. She's receiving the treatments that she needs. Um, and uh, she's about to go to rehab, she told me yesterday. So, you know, all oh, seems to be so well, you know. And she wrote me the most beautiful text. I got to read this to you. <laughs> I got to read you all this text, thanks. She wrote me the most beautiful text. Uh, it says this. It says, Rudy, thank you a thousand times. Before I read it, though, it's, it's something that she said. I just got to tell you. She said to me, she said, I know you. I knew Jehovah God was going to send somebody to get me. Oh, that touched me because I know I'm on a mission. I knew I was on a mission. And at the same time, she confirmed I was on that mission. She said she knew Jehovah God was going to send somebody to, to, to uh, rescue her, to get her. She knew it. So God is something else. And then another thing, um, I should have wrote it down. Uh, the scripture that I read that morning before I went there, my early morning time with the Lord said pretty, I think it was Isaiah 24 and six. It said pretty much trust in God. Uh, let me see, I wanna give it to you. Just like, like a, I'm, I'm gonna look it, look it up real quick. It was Isaiah 24 and six. Uh, let me give you all this scripture because this is it kind of prepared me for her that day. Isaiah 24, and I want to say it was verse 6. I hope I have it right. Uh, and that's not right. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe I have, let me see if it was Isaiah 46. And then if I can't find it, I'm just going to tell you pretty much what it said. No, that's not it either. Okay, but what it pretty much said was, trust God and uh, uh, Jehovah God will, will uh, care for you. That's pretty much what it said. Amen. But what I enjoyed when I told her what I had read before I got there, she looked it up. And, and again, she's a Jehovah witness. So when she saw it, it said, Jehovah God will keep you, will care for you. She just opened up to everything that the Lord, she, I guess she just knew he really is serving God. And, and so, you know, it's just, it's just a pleasure to serve God. And again, this, uh, this uh, mission that I'm on is, is just so successful, saints. And I just, wanted to, I just wanted you all to share that and be a part of that as well. But let me give you the first part of what, uh, <clears throat> of what the Lord has placed on my heart in this place called Sin City. <laughs> and it reminds me of, uh, of uh, what we learned last week, what Bishop Clark spoke on, let the church be the church. <laughs> Wherever God send you, you gotta be the church. You're the light. You're the light of the world, amen. So wherever he send you, that's what you gotta be, amen. Let the church be the church wherever you are, amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, saints, let's get into this word today. So we all know that God doesn't want his people to be ignorant concerning his word. I, wanna, I just want to start out with that. I, I mean, I taught this message several times. It's one of my favorites. You know, you can be ignorant to so many things, you know, because and ignorance just simply means you don't know something. 
and none of us know everything. We're all ignorant to something. Amen. Some things are just not interested, interesting to us. So we don't explore them. So we're ignorant to them. I remember when God was putting this message in me, he was asking me questions I just didn't get. Rudy, how far is the earth from the sun? I don't know, Lord, I'm ignorant. You know, how long does it take a caterpillar to turn into a butterfly? Lord, I don't know. See, certain things we don't know, so we're all ignorant to something. Nobody here today knows everything about everything. Amen. But God showed me clearly that we can be ignorant to certain things, and it won't make a difference in our life. You know, that's why that statement that I believe Satan put out to say, what you don't know can't hurt you. It, it, it's really true to some things. See, the devil tells half truths and half lies. What you don't know don't hurt you with certain things, can't hurt you with certain things. But that doesn't apply to the word of God. If you're ignorant to the word of God, that can hurt you. Amen. If you're ignorant to the promises of God, that can hurt. So, for example, you can be caught up in a sickness and you don't know that God's will for your life is not to be sick. He wants to heal everybody. Amen. That's not his will for you to be sick. So you're not, so now you're not being ignorant to the words. You don't know the words to speak, you know, to say, Lord, we need your word says that by Jesus Christ stripes, I'm healed. In another place, it says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. See, those are promises God made us that he has to keep them. Amen. But if you're ignorant to that word, it can hurt you. Oh, I want y'all to just to think about that for a minute before I really give you the word I want to give you today. It's not, you don't want to be ignorant to the word of God. The scripture says in Hosea 4 and 6, it said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, for being ignorant, for not knowing my word. He said his people, God's people are not studying. You got to study the word, saints. Huh? Real knowledge is the word of God. We call it truth. <laughs> well, that's ironic. I'm thinking about my aunt right now who was safely in the hospital or the rehab or, or whatever. I'm going to check on her after this service, but that's what they call it. Jehovah Witnesses call the word truth. They just only think they have it. We don't have it. <laughs> Amen. But she, she was so open and hearing what God was saying through me. And he was speaking some powerful words. <laughs> oh my good thank you jesus hallelujah lord so god's word is truth saints and you don't want to be ignorant to it amen today i want to speak to you about a certain truth that's in the word of god that we miss it many pastors many people miss this and the truth that I'm, i want to speak to you about today is death <laughs> D-E-A-T-H. I want to speak to you a truth about death. Because as so many of us believe, every one of us will die. That's what we all believe. We're all going to die. And that is biblically sound. However, what bothered me about this, the scripture, and I'm going to read you the scripture that tells us that, is I read another scripture that says when Jesus returned, the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who are here 
will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So if that's the case, everybody is not going to die. <laughs> Amen. Because when he returns, it's going to be some people here. And it says the dead in Christ will rise first. And then the ones that remain here, I'm going to be caught up with them and meet the Lord in the air. That's what the scripture says. So it always bothered me when I go to funerals and I hear pastors say, we all got to go this way. We all got to die. Everybody got. And then they read the scripture, which I'm going to read to you, that in my opinion is misinterpreted because the Bible cannot contradict itself. <laughs> huh? But we can interpret it the wrong way to mean one thing when it's really meaning something else. And let me just say this to you, saints of God. The word of God is a double-edged sword. See, it cuts this way and comes back and cuts that way. Amen. So I'm going to give you this great truth today concerning death. Because <laughs> I really feel we believe we, we're losing something in the interpretation. Thank you, Lord. We're losing the, the real truth of what that scripture was saying to us. Hallelujah. Let me read you that scripture. So if you will... Turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let me show you exactly what it, what it says in that scripture. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And look at verse 16. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17 says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. <laughs> Just hearing that scripture right there, we know we all are not going to die and go that way. And when I used to say that to folks, they would think, oh, the, okay, you're going too far now. You're not going to die. <laughs> you're not. I was like, I don't like the way that looks. <laughs> Somebody's going to be here. That's what the scripture says. <laughs> Why can't I pick me to be here? <laughs> oh, I got to give this one to you, saints of God. I want to bless you with this today. Hallelujah, Lord. See, God, in God's word, it tells us to study the word of God. It says, study to show thyself approved. I'm going to read you that scripture. For you all who's following me in your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And look at verse 15. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. See, that's what I love to do, saints of God. I want to rightfully divide the word of truth. I want to understand it. So with all I getting, we want to get understanding. We want to know it. That's why I so enjoy serving God in the capacity of a teacher. Because I want to learn. I want to get better. I want to, I want to be in the fullness of the Lord and learn as much as I can learn about him. Amen. That's why we must, we can't be ignorant to the word of God. It's too, it's too vast. It's too great. God is topless and bottomless and he has no boundaries. 
Amen. You can get into a conversation about the Lord with somebody and go forever. It'll never stop. Somebody has to say, oh, well, you know what? We can, we, that's good. Let's stop it. Because it, it never stops. God is eternal forever. We don't understand things that are forever because everything in this earth is so temporal. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. But it tells us to study to show ourselves approved so we won't be ashamed. Thank you, Jesus. Let me give you some revelation. The word of God is spiritually discerned. I'm going to say that again, saints. God's word is spiritually discerned. You won't understand it in the natural. That's why we misinterpret scriptures. See, in our flesh, we're trying to relate God to our limitation. Amen. That's why I love to give earthly illustrations of heavenly truths. Because we can, we can, we, we understand earthly things. But spiritual things we sometimes miss because God is omnipotent. He's almighty, all powerful. Amen. He's also omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. He knows everything. And he's also omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. We can't get with that. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. So if you're in your flesh, God's word will make no sense to you. When I make statements like dying, well, that's not for me. Okay, well, now you, everybody got to die. Well, I'm going to show you in the scriptures, that's not how it goes. Amen. <laughs> See, the word of God, saints, is truth. We have to study it. We have to live in it. And we have to rightfully divide it. Amen. That's what the scripture tells, tells us. We have to rightfully divide God's word. Here's a question I got for you all today. Because the word of God is truth. Please believe that. But if it's all truth, why do we have to divide it? <laughs> See, it says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's all true. Why, why we got to divide it if it's all true? <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Here it is, saints. It not only does it say divide the truth, but listen to me. It says rightfully dividing. We got to do it the right way. And it's unconcerning death. We haven't done that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> let, me let me give you this. One reason it may, uh, it tells you to rightfully divide the truth is because it may not be all for you. When you divide something, you got to give it out. Huh? Isn't you don't keep it all for yourself. That's what I had to do when I came here. I had to rightfully divide the word of truth with wisdom because I know she's a Jehovah's Witness. She believes something totally different. Everybody say, but God. But God. <laughs> See, when God, when God show up, it's a whole, it's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> when, he can, when, he, when they know that they know that they know that he's inside of you, <laughs> it changes. It changes things. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
So the reason you have to rightfully divide the word of truth because it might it's, it's, it might not be all for you, so you got to divide it. You got to share it. Amen. Here, let me give you an earthly illustration. So you have a pie. Well, you might not eat the whole pie. <laughs> Amen. You might have to share it with others. That's how the word of God, the word of God is food too. Amen. That's what Jesus, Jesus said. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We just don't have physical food. The word of God is also food that we must live on. It's real food. Amen. Spiritual food. That's why the word of God is spiritually discerned. I'm speaking to your spirit, man. Your flesh don't want to hear what I'm talking about. <laughs> huh? it, it can't discern it. You have to be in the spirit. That's why we usher in the spirit. We pray a, play a praise song. We praise our God before the service. We want to usher the spirit in so you can hear the word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So the word of God has to be rightfully divided, saints. Amen. Let me give you another earthly illustration. So you go to the store to, to get your food, right? You go buy groceries at the store. Here's the question. Do you buy everything in the store? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. When you go to the store, do you buy everything? No, you rightfully divide it. You buy what you need. That's what you buy. You go in there and just get the things you need. Amen. It's all food, but you don't go in and get everything. You get just what you need. That's how the word of God is. You got to rightfully divide the word of truth. It's all truth, but you got to divide it rightfully. Amen. So when I talk to you about this thing called death, we're going to rightfully divide it. Amen. Interpret it spiritually because God's word cannot contradict itself. It can't say do this in one section and don't do it in another. Amen. It has to be rightfully divided. The word of truth. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. See, when you divide truth, saints, you're passing it out to certain people at certain times. Catch this revelation. One person might need truth. Another person at a particular time might need healing. Another person may need the truth on forgiving. How you rightfully dividing the need that they have and giving it to them in the word. You rightfully dividing the word of truth. <laughs> While still another might need truth on love. <laughs> what is that? God is love. <laughs> he not only just love or so love the world that he gave it. He is love. Amen. Oh. Somebody might need a truth on that. So you need to know who needs what and give it to them. You rightfully divide the word of truth. Well, how do you do it? The scriptures say you got to study it. Study to show yourself some proof so you can rightfully divide it and give it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to know the right thing at the right time. Saints, it has to be studied, saints. Everybody say amen to that. So again, I want amen. to, today I want to share some truth on death. Because again, we heard that everyone must die. Yet, I read the scripture to you, when Jesus returns, some will still be alive and join him in the air. 
So everybody is not going to die. Or as many say in funerals, we are going to go this way. Not according to the scriptures. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, let's look at the scripture. But they're quoting. Amen. So we're talking about death and how everyone must die, right? I want to show you the scripture that they're, they're quoting. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9. I'm going to start reading at verse 24, though. I don't like to take things out of this context. So I like to show you what's surrounding it so you know that it's the same concept throughout the scriptures. You know, we don't take something and mean and make it mean something else. Amen. So if you all at Hebrews 9, look at verse 24. It said, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So this scripture is saying, saying Jesus is representing our sins. He didn't present himself in earthly tabernacles. Amen. He presented himself right before God. That's what this scripture is saying. See, we had high priests to go in and, and with sin offerings, sacrifices for our sins. Amen. This says, Jesus didn't go in no earthly tabernacle for that. See, when Jesus went to present our sins, when he died for our sins, he went, he appeared in the presence of God himself. Oh, I got to, you got to see that. Why? Well, look at verse 25. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. See, unlike the high priest saints who went into the temple year after year with animal sacrifices. Every year for our sin. He just did it once. Oh, I want y'all to catch this revelation. Oh, thank you. Just look like my internet is acting up. Hallelujah, Lord. Can you all still hear me? Yes. Okay, good, good. Praise God. All right, so I'm going to continue. That's why I want to make this a two-parter because I don't want you to miss this. It's such an important revelation the Lord showed me. <laughs> so we're seeing that Jesus himself only had to die for our sin one time. Now stay in the vein because it says everyone must die. Huh? And when they talk about that verse, they're talking about a physical death uh, that we see at funerals and different things. Look at verse 26. It says, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So this is saying from the foundation of the world all the way to leading up to the cross, Jesus suffered. We're very similar. Amen. In his likeness, in his image of likeness. From the time we were born 
all the way until we leave this demonic world system that we're living in right now, we will suffer. Oh, it's good to know this word of God. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Huh? When you when you receive Christ, that makes you righteous. Your righteousness is in Christ, not in you. Amen. Jesus, the word says, our righteousness is like a filthy rag to God. You're not going to be good enough to go to heaven. Huh? The only way you're going to be connected back to the Father is through Jesus. That's it. <laughs> so get that pressure off yourself. Amen. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I feel a certain anointing in, in, this, in the Sin City place. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. So I read to you, I just read to you verse 26. Many of the afflictions are the righteous saints of God. I just wanted to show you that. And this scripture is saying, from the foundation of the world, he suffered all the way to that cross. And so do we, from the time we get to this earth. Because uh, the system is demonic. This is not God's system. He said, my kingdom is coming. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 27. This is the punchline right here. This is the one that gets misinterpreted. I'm going to read it to you now. Verse 27 says, and as it is appointed unto man once to die. I'm hearing some background noise, saints. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It says, as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. <laughs> See, this is the punchline of today's and the subject for today's word. It says, it is appointed unto man once to die. Here's the question. Thank you, Jesus. Here's the question. Does this mean we will all die a physical death? Because that's how this is interpreted in the system. Many use it at funerals. The description is often read. It is appointed unto man once to die. We're going to all go this way. See, and people will tell you we all must die. Speaking of this physical death. And they're getting it from this scripture right here. And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Giving some feedback, saints. I'm going to mute some mics. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. This is where they're getting that from that we all have to die. We all have to go that way. But again, I read you the other scripture that said, when Jesus returned, when he come back, when he break that cloud, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those who are here, they have died. <laughs> we'll meet him in the air. Amen. And the Bible cannot contradict itself. So we're all not going to go by way of physical death in this earth. 
Okay, I better catch that. That used to get me. <laughs> that used to get me. Thanks to God. <laughs> Look at verse 28. I'm going to end it with this one. It says, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin until salvation. See, Jesus was just offered once to bear our sins. And for us that continually look for him, he's going to appear a second time without sin until our salvation. That's what this scripture is saying. Again, our punchline today is man is appointed once to die. Does that mean everybody will die a physical death as quoted in funerals? Because they say everybody got to go that way. Amen. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you just a few more scriptures and we're going to end this. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it all together in the sanctuary. Amen. Where there'll be no interruptions where there are I can, it can be concrete, amen, because this internet, again, is I know it's kind of uh, shaky, and I just don't want the, 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 the essence of this word to be missed, amen. Hallelujah, Lord. just want to see what part of this shall I start to plant this in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I tell you what. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to give you this piece right here. Follow me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you a mystery right here why the word of God has to be rightfully divided, why you want to study to show yourself to prove why being ignorant of the word can, can harm you. Huh? You can be ignorant to things on this earth, but not the word of God. You want to know God's word. You want to know God's promises for your life. You want to know how this fits in your life. And, and the devil wants to fight you hard. He don't care what, what you run out and get in the world or all that. But when you start reading this Bible, he'll, oh, let him go to sleep. <laughs> let, him, let him get tired. He don't want you to study this. Because then you know your rights and privileges. You know the law. <laughs> Amen. It's like an earthly illustration would be many people don't know the law we live under in this earth. <laughs> and when they learn it, they're like, oh, the police can't do this to me. And they can't do that. But if they don't know the law, they just let them do anything. <laughs> Same thing with the word. The devil just can't do anything. <laughs> he, he, he only can do what you allow him to do. And you allow him to do things in your life because you don't know the truth, that he has no rights to do that. <laughs> oh, what did that song we praise God say? Take back what the devil stole from me. I told y'all we want our stuff back and we're going to get it all back. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I'm going to give you this truth right here because we're talking about physical death and how they misinterpret that scripture uh, at funerals to say we are all going to go that way. Uh, I can give you somebody in the scriptures that didn't that it didn't die a physical death. <laughs> Enoch. Enoch 
The Bible says that Enoch loved God. He walked with God. And Enoch, it says at, at the end, Enoch just was not. <laughs> he was translated. He, just, he didn't die. <laughs> now, you all go look at that. I, I'm going to give you a, a real person so you can see. You know, because when people hear this, they, oh, no, everybody got to die. Everybody got to. Okay. All right. I gave you the precursor. You all in 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Watch this. Let's look at verse 47. It said, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Okay? So we know the first man was Adam. Adam means earth, of the earth. Okay? And the second man is the Lord from heaven. Well, the Lord from heaven we know is Jesus. <laughs> all right? So we got Adam. The first man, and then we got Jesus, the Lord from heaven. Amen. Look at verse 48. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. So some people are earthly, and some people are heavenly. That's what this scripture is saying. Look at verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Oh, y'all better follow me now. So it says, yeah, we, we once bore the image of the earthly. We were all born earthly in the flesh. Amen. Uh, 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 contrary to God, against God. That's our very nature. Amen. <laughs> Y'all remember I did the message, naughty by nature? <laughs> we were all that, just by nature, because we would represent that first man that failed. That's what made us naughty by nature. Amen? So this scripture said, as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now, when we receive Christ into our lives, amen, when we ask him to come into our hearts, and live on the throne of our heart and show us what we need to be doing in him, now we bear the image of the heavenly. Amen. All right, look at verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do of corruption inherit incorruption. Oh, follow me, saints of God. So this is saying, Flesh and blood, if you're just in the flesh, you can't inherit God's kingdom. Huh? You got to be born again. I'm going to say that again. If you're just in your flesh, following the flesh, doing the things it's flesh, and you've never opened your heart to the Lord and invited him in, because it's not about, see, your flesh doesn't want to do that. Your flesh wants to do, it's contrary to the word of God. Three things are contrary to the word of God. Your flesh. Satan and this world system. They're all antichrist. Okay. <laughs> they don't have nothing to do with God. Amen. That's why they can make laws like they make. You know, that's why we seeing what we're seeing in this earth today. <laughs> huh? Because they don't they don't want to uh, uh follow the teachings of the Lord of our God. They don't want to do that. Amen. All three of those things are contrary to God's word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to drop this on you all. Um, 
because uh, my wife showed me this. And, and, the, it, and when you look at today's quarter, 25 cents, okay? If you look at the previous quarters, they all have, I believe the president is uh, Washington on the quarter. And right in front of his mouth, in front of him, it says, in God we trust. <laughs> that is not today's quarter. And I want you to go check this out when we end the service. If you get a quarter from 2022, it has Washington's picture on there. I believe that's the president, uh, Washington. But the in God we trust is behind him now. <laughs> See, we're not trusting God today. <laughs> that's why they can make laws like they make. Amen. We don't trust God. Oh, we ain't going to fully know some of the things Jesus uh, said, no, we're we not doing that. We want to marry who we want to marry. Things like that. Huh? We don't want to, we don't want our children to be able to pray in school. Foolishness. Amen. <laughs> and look at the results. <laughs> but that's another message for another day. Let me give you this punchline scripture. So I'm going to read 50 again. It says, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither do of corruption inherit incorruption. So it's saying these flesh bodies, <laughs> they're not going to heaven. That's why that scripture said we all must die. <laughs> Amen. But it's not just talking about a physical death. <laughs> it's talking about dying to sin, saints. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what it's talking about. We all must die to sin if we're going to see heaven. And the only way you're going to die to sin is to receive Christ. Because he died for you. He's paid that debt already. Other than that, you ain't going to see heaven. Just make it plain. Okay, look at verse 31. I mean, 51. Here's the punchline. It says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Uh-oh. You know, Jesus called death sleep. Because he's going to wake you up. You're going to get woke up. He said, we shall not all sleep, but we all, but shall all be changed. Oh, that's the hint. I'm going to finish this up. But that's your hint right there. Amen. He said, we're not going to all sleep. We're not going to all, as they say, oh, we all going this way. We all going to lay down and go this way. That ain't what the scripture says. It's more confirmation. Behold, it's a mystery. See, that's why we miss things. When God gives us mysteries, we miss it. Why we miss it? Because it's a mystery. Mysteries, you have to figure it out. Rightfully divided. Amen. It says, behold, I'm getting ready to show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We're not all going like that. But we shall all be changed. Oh, we're going to be changed to see heaven. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your word today. I'm going to stop it right there. Thank you for answering my prayer to let this word go forth with no interruption with this technology. Thank you for binding the prince of the power of the air so this can go forth through the air and bless your people, Lord. You bless me to be a blessing to them. And I thank you for truth of your word, Lord. 
Hallelujah to you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for everybody today who helped me labor in this ministry, Lord. Everybody online, I thank you for Bakari who prayed a powerful prayer over us. And I thank you for Cameron who read us in our subscription. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, for all we do, for all you do, Lord, in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Before I just close this out, I just want to ask if there's anyone on here who don't know Jesus, who have not committed their lives to him, <laughs> and you want to do that, you can do it openly with us by just repenting. Lord, I'm sorry. See, what you don't know can hurt you. <laughs> and not knowing the word of God can hurt you. <laughs> Amen. So don't reject knowledge. It says, in that same scripture I'm quoting, it says, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because they reject knowledge, see, the problem is we don't know it and we reject it. <laughs> don't reject it. You're a shy person. You don't have to do it openly. When we go off this line, you get in your prayer closet, you get in your quiet place, and you ask the Lord to come into your heart. Amen. You make him your Lord and your Savior. <laughs> Don't worry about changing. He's going to change when, you, when he lives inside of you. See, many of us, the devil is a liar. He's tricky. Well, I don't want to change. I don't want to stop doing this. I don't want to stop. Don't worry about that. Just invite Jesus in. It's him inside that's doing the work. Jesus used to tell the Jews that all the time. He said, I am my father. I want. He's, he's inside me doing the work. That's why he was doing the things we saw him doing. <laughs> and the same with you. Uh, when you invite Christ inside of you to live in you, he will not direct you. He will show you where to go. That Holy Spirit is, will lead you into all truth. That's his job. Amen. <laughs> Jesus went back to be with the Father. He said, my peace I leave with you. Then he asked the Father to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. To be with us, to dwell in us, to live in us, to lead us into all truth, and to show us the things that he taught us, huh? So we can discern it. See, the, the word of God is spiritually discerned. That Holy Spirit is what's in you discerning this word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So again, if you don't know Jesus Christ up close, personally, intimately, please do that. Go to Romans 10 and 9. It says, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Amen. Keep logging in. Keep getting the word. Don't be ignorant to the word. Go after the word. Read your Bible. Read your scriptures on a daily basis. God will direct you. He directs me with his word. Before I, I, I do anything today, I'm getting a scripture. I want to be led by the word of God. By the Spirit of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. All right, I just wanted to give you that invitation. Now, secondly, who do we need to pray for 